building an online business, the longer or the more times you can go around and pass go, uh, the more time you put into it, the more consistent you are, you'll be able to build up these assets. Hey, I'm Tom Polifka, and over the last 11 years, I've quietly been building online businesses that have sold millions of dollars in products and services, which created the financial freedom for me to pursue my purpose. In the beginning, it felt like throwing everything against the wall just to see what would stick. And through many lessons learned, I've become the digital entrepreneur I am today. Somebody who can apply the best practices of online marketing, automation, and advertising to virtually any business. Yet there was something missing. I was curious if I could build something bigger than myself while helping others do the same. If you're curious how to build an online business that fuels you and serves others, then I welcome you to the Curious Hero Podcast. Let's get this journey started. Welcome back to the show, everybody. This is Tom Polifka, your host of the Curious Hero Podcast. And in today's episode, I wanted to share with you how real estate is very similar and correlated to owning digital real estate. Uh, a lot of people are familiar with uh, you know, the concept of buying a home, having it appreciate, or perhaps even buying rental properties and you know, collecting uh, income from the rental income and, and having the appreciation of the home uh, grow as a real estate portfolio. Uh, not a lot of people realize that uh, websites and digital businesses are also digital real estate. So I want to share with you today, uh, you know, a little bit of, uh, hopefully a little bit of a fun story about how to think of an online business um, and how you can actually generate income multiple different ways, uh, in addition to actually building up a portfolio uh, of digital real estate. So uh, how this all comes to play is uh, I used to, you know, flip homes with my wife uh, and a business partner. Uh, and if you're like me, uh, I used to watch these shows on Sundays with my wife, uh, flip this house or flip or flop. Uh, we used to love watching these shows and watching these people, you know, take these rundown homes and, you know, throw some money into them and spruce them up and just make them look amazing, beautiful, and then obviously sell them for a profit. Uh, that was the whole, you know, concept, right? You know, buy a home for a hundred thousand, throw in 50,000 and try to sell it for 250,000. Uh, in making a hundred thousand dollar profit. And that was always like, wow, that's so cool that you can do that. And you know, it looks so fun. Well, um, like many, uh, I got that bug to flip homes. And as it turns out, I had a friend who had been flipping homes for, for years. Uh, his wife was a realtor for many years before. And, uh, I had already had, you know, probably, eight years or more of experience running online business and generating traffic from paid advertising online, uh, as well as uh, you know, building up SEO and blogs and all this good stuff. So um, I approached him and I said, you know, I'd be interested to learn a little bit more about what you do flipping homes. And in return, or as part of kind of a partnership, I would, you know, use my expertise, which was, you know, building websites and, uh, you know, running ads and generating traffic. Uh, so for people that were looking to sell their home, and um, I'm sure you've seen these, uh, the little signs that are, it seems to be everywhere, like right in your neighborhood, you know, uh, we buy ugly homes or, you know, we'll buy a home in any shape, um, you know, basically taking that concept and putting it online. Uh, there wasn't a lot of people or a lot of businesses that were doing it. Uh, and so uh, this was, 
probably five, uh, actually probably about seven years ago. Um, and so when you think about, you know, real estate, uh, it, it sounds amazing, right? Uh, you know, getting into the business, I learned a lot. Uh, I listened to podcasts, uh, back in the day, shout out to, uh, bigger pockets podcast, which, uh, they did an amazing service and basically getting me all caught up to speed. It was, uh, I learned as much as I possibly could from their podcast and maybe I bought their book, uh, and really just dove in deep into learning about flipping houses and, and wholesaling and, uh, how to fund homes or how to fund these real estate deals. Uh, and I'll get into more of that in the future episodes. Uh, but for today's, uh, episode, I wanted to tie the two together. How does flipping houses or building up real estate portfolios with actual physical properties relate to internet business and digital business or digital real estate. So like I mentioned for years, a couple of years, we uh, ended up flipping um, a few homes. We uh, wholesaled uh, some homes. So we would buy them uh, from homeowners who wanted to sell, and then we would sell them to real estate investors for a higher dollar amount, 10, 20, 40, $50,000 more. Uh, and then they would go do the flipping. Uh, we also renovated, uh, um, a home and we're going to flip it, but we ended up keeping it as a real or a rental property. <clears throat> so there's a lot of different uh, things I learned from this process. Uh, there was a lot of, there was a lot of late nights. I remember driving back home from, uh, this property that was across town and it would take about 45 minutes to an hour just to get, uh, to this place. And I was spending really late nights there, you know, doing a lot of renovation work that I probably shouldn't have been doing myself. Uh, and then driving back home and it was Colorado. So it was snowy roads and we were, you know, stuck in traffic for hours. Sometimes it was awful. Um, but I saw the, you know, the light at the end of the tunnel, which was flipping this home and making, you know, a hundred thousand dollars in profit. Uh, well, uh, that didn't turn out quite that great, but, uh, still made profit on that home. Um, and all the other properties, but what I figured out was that that was not my zone of genius. My zone of genius was online business and creating uh, the ability to earn income from digital assets. And those are websites and, uh, you know, what are digital courses or the ability to uh, generate income from uh, advertising or sponsorships. So while I enjoyed the real estate side of things, I was really much better uh, suited for running a digital business. So I got out of that business. We sold uh, <clears throat> the homes that we owned um, and uh, didn't get you know into any other additional real estate at that time. So fast forward, uh, you know, we now are looking at how do we build real estate in a digital world? And I want to tell you that it's incredible to understand that there's a whole world out there that most people don't realize, and that's the world of owning these websites, just like owning a rental property. Uh, and so <clears throat> I'd like to share with you an analogy of using Monopoly. So <clears throat> as many people have watched, you know, flipping houses shows, I'm sure most people have played Monopoly. Uh, and I'm sure it brings back many memories of, uh, maybe family feuds because you, uh, you know, kicked, uh, you know, some people ran out of money and, uh, you know, th that game always seems to end poorly. Uh, but especially if there's competitive people, but monopoly, there's some great analogies 
in Monopoly to running a digital business, um, having websites, thinking of uh, websites as physical property um, that you can theoretically rent out. You can actually physically sell your websites um, to investors. Uh, And I'll uh, share with you some examples of some incredible deals that have been done in the past and happen every day uh, that most people have no idea about. And the reason why I wanted to bring this up was because uh, over the years, I've experienced a a lot of scenarios or situations where I didn't have control of the end result. Uh, I had control over how I reacted to it or what I did next. Um, But a lot of times we don't have control over uh, things that might happen in the business world. Uh, For example, uh, earlier in the spring of 2020, uh, I was uh, running ads on Facebook and uh, actually had a really successful offer that I was running, um, was you know spending upwards of $50,000 on ads for this one specific offer just over the course of about two months, and uh, very profitable, uh, and then Facebook shut me down. Uh, they turned off my ads, they um, suspended my account, uh, and basically that is something that especially during 2020, was more of the norm than the exception. Uh, and as you can imagine, if you're used to collecting you know, $1,000 a day in profit and all of a sudden it gets shut down, you're like, okay, uh, and you don't have any control over, <laughs> over what they do. Uh, you can appeal and there's, you know, but every day you're losing money um, or you're, you know, the ability to earn that money um, goes out the door. And so you have to have other avenues of earning income. Uh, most of the time you'll hear that millionaires or the most successful people will tell you to have multiple streams of income, you know, five to 10 streams of income that are different, um, that can help bridge the gap in case something happens to one of those income sources. And so uh, for, for me, uh, it was a writing on the wall. And unfortunately, um, it happened again in 20, uh, uh, 2020, 2021, uh, early, uh, on getting, you know, an account shut down, luckily got it appealed and it came back. But the, the moral of the story is you can't control, you know, what these big tech companies do, or maybe there's certain, um, affiliate partnerships you've got with uh, businesses that, uh, maybe their reporting is off. I've had that scenario where maybe you're sending traffic to uh, an offer for an affiliate, uh, and you you know are not getting the results you were expecting because their systems weren't tracking appropriately. So we don't control a lot of these things, but what we can control is how we can diversify and how we can think of digital business um, and also think about it as a portfolio. Um, So for many people, they're just thinking about the one website that they own. I also want to open up the concept or the idea that uh, you can own multiple websites uh, and you can actually generate income from all of those websites in in different ways. Um, I'll go into that in just a minute. So I like to bring up the analogy of Monopoly. Uh, So kind of going back to Monopoly, you know, playing that as a kid with my parents and also playing it as an adult. uh, I love the game. It's you know, I love building up uh, these big properties, having the hotels, putting the houses on there, lining up the four houses on Indiana, um, you know, and uh, Marvin Gardens and uh, Park Avenue. Uh, love it. <clears throat> I love collecting rent from my from the competitors and the players that are playing with me. Uh, it's a fun game to me. I haven't played it in a long time. 
but as I'm actually recording this, I'm like, oh, that sounds like a lot of fun. Uh, but like I said, it usually doesn't end well. So uh, what does digital business have to do with monopoly? And how can we look at our digital uh, business, uh, our online business, um, just like we might play the game of monopoly? So when I look at the monopoly uh, board, uh, it brings back memories. I'm looking at it right now. And so you've got, you know, the go, you start at go, and then you, you progress through Mediterranean Avenue and Baltic Avenue and come across Reading Railroad. I'm sure these are generating, uh, you know, images in your mind of, you know, playing this game. Um, and maybe you just played it, you know, yesterday. Uh, then you get to, uh, you know, the jail at the corner and you turn the corner and you get to St. Charles Place. Uh, then you've got electric company. And as you're going along, your the property values are increasing. Uh, so if you think about it, uh, you know, from a location perspective for uh, property, you know, real estate, they always say location, location, location. And so obviously the the best real estate is boardwalk and park place. These are the, the two most valuable locations. And when you land on them, you owe a lot of money to the owner of that property. So as you continue on, you get to Pennsylvania Railroad, you know, these utility uh, and very consistent income sources, which I also loved owning all four of the railroads. Uh, you get to St. James, you've got uh, uh, Kentucky, Indiana and Illinois Avenue. I used to love owning all three of those. Uh, Marvin Gardens. Uh, and then you've got go to jail. <laughs> so at the corner, you get to, if you land on that, you got to go to jail and you got to sit in jail. I don't remember uh, until your next turn, maybe, or until you can get out of jail card. Uh, and then you come down the home stretch, which are the most expensive properties, you know, Pacific Avenue, Pennsylvania Avenue, getting into park place and boardwalk. And so along the way, you have these opportunities to also land on chance and chance, uh, you know, would give you the opportunity to, uh, you know, get something uh, and not know what it was. You know, you draw a card and uh, you might be able to, you know, pass go or you might you know, have to go to <laughs> to jail or do do something like that. But it was always like this kind of gamble or you didn't know what to expect. Um, and so when I think about monopoly and I think about building a, an online business, I look at like I look at go to jail as what I just explained, which was the Facebook, uh, Facebook ad account shutdown or Google, you know, denies uh, an ad that you wanted to run or, uh, you know, various different scenarios where you don't necessarily have control uh, of what's happening. So, uh, you know, while you're in jail, though, what's great about uh, online business is if you can control more of the assets. Um, and this is something I'm going to be talking more about in the upcoming episodes and sharing more with my, the community is thinking about digital real estate and how much can you own and how can you control more of the most valuable assets. One of those is going to be your email list. So imagine being able to uh, still send out an email while sitting in jail and collecting income from sales of digital courses, or maybe, uh, you know, you don't even have to send out an email, but you've got a website or multiple websites that still bring in uh, revenue because people are searching for the, the results that your website might provide, whether that's the form of a blog or, uh, you know, answers to their commonly asked questions uh, regarded to maybe it's a hobby or something you're really passionate about, uh, or maybe it's more about business. But the idea is that you own these digital assets 
that continue to pay out day in, day out, whether or not you're in jail per se, uh, in some other place. Uh, so this is exactly what happened to me. Uh, I have multiple websites, uh, in different industries and and niches. Uh, and some of them have been around for 11 years, uh, and still generating income every day. Uh, and this is from traffic, whether it's um, organic traffic from SEO, uh, or, uh, you know, using paid advertising, basically the ability to continue to bring in income is really important. So, uh, I look at that as, you know, my get out of jail card where I have the ability to still earn income from other sources in case one gets shut down. Then you think about, you know, the income tax, uh, obviously you still have to pay income tax on a digital business. Um, if you're selling digital courses or physical products, uh, you know, there are obviously income taxes. Now there are a lot of, uh, tax advantages when it comes to digital business, uh, that you may not be aware of. Um, and it's something that we can cover a little bit more on. Obviously I'm not a uh, CPA or an attorney. So, um, you know, this is just my opinions. Um, but you do have the ability to, uh, take advantage of some certain tax laws, um, that are quite advantageous to purchasing digital real estate, uh, just like you would purchasing a home. Uh, then if you think about like in your, your passing go and you're collecting that $200 now, you know, $200 doesn't sound great, but if you think about it from the perspective of what if you had something that would continually pay you out just as you got, uh, more history and you were more consistent. <clears throat> so in order to you know get that $200, you have to go around the board once. Well, <clears throat> let's think of the board as maybe a year. So every year of consistent action and continually building the business, adding blog posts or adding content to your YouTube channel, uh, the more consistently and the longer you do it, you're building up that library and that uh, content uh, and the value of that digital real estate goes up. So there is a lot to be said for being consistent and longevity on your side. Um, so a lot of times people want to get into online business because they think, you know, they can go from zero to a hundred thousand in a month or two. And, uh, there are scenarios where people have done that. Uh, but for the most case, you want to build something that has a solid foundation. Um, the systems are in place, uh, and you've got the ability to weather the storm in case you have to go to jail <laughs> or have Facebook ads, uh, shut you down. So then we look at like these other properties, right? So we're still talking about monopoly. We're still thinking of how do I build my business uh, with this long-term aspect where I can accumulate these properties and uh, that are going to generate income when people land on my website or land on my boardwalk or park place. So you think about boardwalk, you know, boardwalk is is something that takes time to, to build. You've got to build up the income uh, in order to acquire the property. Uh, and then if you want to buy homes or houses or hotels on that property, you've, it's going to take you longer to do that. But the rewards are much greater. You know, if somebody lands on boardwalk with a hotel, it's a lot more than if somebody lands, you know, just on boardwalk uh, by itself without a hotel. Uh, one of the things I used to love doing is Baltic Avenue. So Baltic Avenue is uh, one of the first few uh, properties you'll land on after you start uh, you know, when you pass go. I always loved, it was the cheapest properties, um, 
you would be able to, you know, build those up pretty quickly. So I used to love buying those properties and throwing up hotels as fast as I could and multiple hotels. Uh, and this would always shock people because as they pass go, they collect their 200 bucks, but then all of a sudden they land on my Baltic Avenue with two hotels and they owe me $900. <laughs> <laughs> and so this is something that I used to love doing. And so if I, it was just kind of one of those things that uh, as as people were coming near the the turn, they saw my properties with hotels on them and they're like, oh no. Um, you know, obviously sometimes you can bypass and not land on them, but I used to love doing that because uh, it's a lot easier to purchase Baltic Avenue and put a hotel on it uh, versus buying uh Park Avenue or Boardwalk and doing the same thing. You know, we think about like railroad, uh, the railroads, there's four railroads on Monopoly. You've got Reading Railroad, B&O, uh, Short Line, and Pennsylvania. And the beautiful thing about those is if you own all four, you get paid more and they're very consistent income. And it also gives you multiple chances across the, the whole timeline of going around the board. So it gives you four chances for somebody to land on your property. And if you own all four, you get paid even more so that you're multiplying, you're basically asymmetrically uh, increasing your income opportunity. If you own, you know, more than one railroad and they land on no matter which one they land on. So it's kind of a, a cool way to also build income. I, I just absolutely love monopoly. So I hope you've enjoyed the analogy of monopoly and online business. There are so many ways to make money online, uh, and there's a lot of ways to make quick money and a lot of ways to make money that lasts, uh, income that will consistently come in year over year, month over month, day over day. And what I want to encourage you to take away from this is building an online business, the longer or the more times you can go around and pass go, uh, the more time you put into it, the more consistent you are, you'll be able to build up these assets. Um, so I want to leave you with the story of somebody who built an online business, built a community online, uh, built uh, a website and a platform uh, around his passion, and ultimately was able to uh, sell that business and sell that real estate uh, for millions of dollars, uh, and actually quite a few uh, millions. So it all starts with a hobby website. Uh, this was something that was built by a man who really enjoyed golf, wanted to uh, you know put together a community and grow the grow the game of golf, uh, you know teach instruction, and you know back in two thousand and nine, Justin Tupper used to sell instructional DVDs uh, and sold them out of his home. Um, so he started to produce and sell these DVDs uh, that you know, taught golf instruction. And then he was packing up boxes in his uh, home and having the UPS guy come twice a day and shipping those out. Uh, and then over the next eight years, this company, this, this website that he created, Revolution Golf, spent more than $25 million in advertising to build up an audience or a membership of over 2 million subscribers. Obviously, this is the long game. This is not just in one year or, or five years, but you know, over the course of the last eight years, he built this audience of passionate, raving fans of golf that wanted to learn about golf instruction from some of the top instructors. Uh, and so they would pay uh, upwards of $124 for an annual access pass to this library of exclusive video content. 
And what that allowed uh, him to do was to have a you know raving base of fans that in a very specific niche that is a very valuable uh, group of people. Uh, golf, you know, tends to be one of the most uh, uh, highly sought after advertising because generally these are you know people that have more money, they have got more ability, more disposable income. Uh, that's why you always see you know Mercedes Benz commercials on uh, during golf. Uh, golf tournaments and stuff like that. So with a couple million uh, subscribers paying over $100 for annual passes, uh, you can do the math, but Golf Channel actually acquired Revolution Golf. And there's no specifics as far as how much, but it was uh, said to be close to $100 million. And so as you can see, starting with a passion project, uh, instructional DVDs, for golfers, building an online community with, you know, obviously over time spending a lot of money on advertising and growing a user base, uh, they were able to sell that business uh, to a large company um, who was willing to pay to have those members. Uh, and really, they're they're paying for not only the the user base but also the data that comes with that, which is all of these golfers that are willing to spend a lot of money on golf equipment or apparel. Uh, So there's a lot of other uh, aspects to this digital business. So I'm hoping that will, you know, provide a little bit of fuel for you to, to look at uh, what, what the opportunities are. Uh, And even if you're, you know, still liking to, to purchase real estate in the physical sense and renting homes, which there's definitely a lot of advantages of that. Uh, I would encourage you to look at owning an online business uh, more as digital real estate than maybe you've had in the past. So I hope you've enjoyed that episode today. As I always say, stay curious and be your own hero. 